What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? Just wanted to thank you all so much for coming in and supporting us every single week. And I wanted to give a quick reminder to anyone who might be listening on Apple Podcasts. If y'all could just take maybe 10 seconds before you listen or even after the episode and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out and we really appreciate it. But And as always, be sure to contact either myself at Dalton underscore Trig or our pod account at StepBackMavs on Twitter. If you have any questions regarding this upcoming free agency period or the draft or potential trades, anything of that nature, hit us up and it might be discussed on the pod. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. TK. I like this, TK. I like that. Yes, yeah, the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Look at with the step back 30. Oh, yeah! Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Duncan Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, go relax, kill that a champ. Diva still coming with the cannabis flow, the man's the best on the floor. All right, guys, welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host in Dallas basketball and SI colleague, Matt Galatson. And tonight, we have a very special guest. Uh, Mavs big man Willie Collystein. Willie, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How are y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Look, hey, we're we're super excited to have you on tonight. Glad you were able to do it. And uh, you know, to get started here, just wanted to ask you about your time with the Mavs uh, so far. And you know, it, it was a it was cut short a little bit because of the the pandemic and you know circumstances out of y'all's control, but it ended on a really high note for the Mavs uh, before the season was suspended and for you personally, because I mean, you had a, a really good game uh, against Denver right before things got shut down. So uh, how did that feel to, to have that type of game right before it ended and just, you know, your time with the Mavs overall this past season? Oh man, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it is what it was, but it was, it was frustrating. Um, only because, like, I had just, you know, I felt like I was just starting to get in a groove uh, playing with the Mavs, period, from the from the trades. So just finding and scratching for time, period, and finally, you know, starting to get their trust and being able to make plays and, um, you know, help the team win. Uh, I feel like I was just getting in a groove in something, and for that pandemic to, to happen and um, for everything to shut down, it was just – it was it was heartbreaking for me just because you know the season was so big like you know just a lot a lot of a lot of stakes riding on it for me as as far as um you know going up in my career and crossing that line into into you know helping teams win in playoff situations yeah yeah i mean it's 
it really messed things up because, you know, as I don't know if most people know, but I know we know, you know, you're, you recently had a daughter and, you know, you had all that planned out for the off season and then for this to come yeah. up and the, the restart to, uh, to happen, you know, during when it did happen later on in July, that kind of puts you in a tough spot, but, you know, families first on that kind of stuff. So uh, it was very understandable. You weren't able to make it to the bubble, even though, you know, I'm sure you wanted to be with your, your uh, basketball brothers and everything and finish out that season. But uh, I mean, what was that like for you? Because obviously, I mean, if, if, it were, if it were me, if I were in your shoes, I would have done the same thing. You know, I wouldn't have missed the, the birth of my uh, son or daughter for that. But what, what was that experience like for you? Uh, man, it was just a lot of unknowns, um, and that's kind of why we just went with the safe decision of, um, you know, just staying the whole time. Like, you know, we teeter-tottered into, um, you know, maybe staying for the birth and then, like, a couple weeks after to get, you know, settled in a little bit. But in between that, we also moved houses, so that didn't help the situation of leaving, you know, my wife with a – a newborn baby and moving houses and setting up cable and all that other stuff that comes with moving into a new house. Right. Uh, so there's just a lot of unknown for us. And, so, you know, we just wanted to save one. Um, if I, if this, the fact that it was my first child is the reason why it was kind of like, ah, I should probably stay for the first <laughs> couple months. I can't miss the first two months of my daughter's life. Like that's crazy. Um, but as I was going through it, I'm looking at my wife and I'm sitting there like we're watching the games and everything. And I'm like, you know, if this happens again, I think I'll go. <laughs> I think I'll go. And she was like, what? And I'm like, oh, I think I could like do like two weeks and then go. Like, I think I could have, I think I could have done the Just, I don't know. It was just, it was just that fact that, I, you know, I never had a kid before. So I don't know, um, you know, how that, that unknown of not knowing is, you know, it was scary. So we just wanted to save safe route yeah I mean that's that's totally understandable uh you know being in that situation obviously you're you're keeping pretty close tabs on the games and on the series with the Clippers and I, I think it it uh it was a lot closer than than most people thought it would be and uh you know the Mavs definitely outperformed their expectations what was it like for you watching them and what were your you know what were your feelings on the series uh, it was it was it was fun to watch just because you know I was the first time in my career being, you know, on a team that's in the playoffs. So, you know, even though I didn't play in it, you know, I got to still be part of that atmosphere, the, the team text and the rah-rah on the team group chats and, like, being a part of that and, you know, watching them perform and really getting to watch um, as a fan perspective and not as a player. It was, you know, it was really cool to just to, to really see how everything unfolds. Um, it was fun. It was, you know, I, I think that, Next year, if they have, you know, the same core and everybody's healthy, um, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be another another great season, honestly. Right, and look, uh, you know, as far as that Clippers series went, just personally, given what you had brought to the table for the Mavs earlier in this season, I mean, do you think that you could have potentially been? the piece that swung that series in a different direction because 
I know it only went six, but I mean, that series was a lot closer than what people think, you know, because KP, he only played two and a half games. Uh, He he probably should have played the entire game one, uh, and the Mavs should have won that one, but uh, we know how all that went. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like if you had been there and if, you know, Jalen Brunson hadn't injured his shoulder and a couple other things, I feel like it, the Mavs really could have won that series. But what what do you think? Do you think, you know, you being there would have changed anything? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would have definitely gave us, you know, more depth um, and a little more, you know, grit on the defensive side and, like, just hustle plays, period. It's hard to say, though, you know what I'm saying, just because it's hypothetically, you know, it's a hypothetical. Who knows if I even get the time to play. Um, you know, if I got minutes in there, of course I'm going to be a factor in the game if I if I got the right minutes and everything like that. But it's all a game plan. It's all, you know, for what I did for this team, um, you know, play spurringly, you know, 10 to 14 minutes. But it was just straight. I'm going in there to try to get my numbers real quick. And so, like, that's that's how that's how it's had to be for me. I don't know. It would be different if I had, like, consistent, you know, minutes with Luca and Tim. You know, I didn't even really get to play with Luca that much. I think I played with him one game because um, he got hurt when I first started playing. So it was just – and I never really had a steady run with the guy. So it's, it's hard, but I, I would like to believe that. <laughs> well, I mean, just branching off of that, we you showed flashes in, you know, limited opportunities for the Mavs this season. And we've caught, we've been keeping up with you on social media. And, uh, you know, it looks like that you've been working on a lot of stuff. What exactly have you been trying to add to your game this offseason to where you can help the Mavs even further going into next season? Um. You know, I just got to tap into when I first got traded here, you know, I really got to tap into shooting threes, corner threes, trailing threes, and then like pick and pop situations. So, I mean, I've been working on it for a long time. So it's kind of cool that Nash just gets to slide in like a puzzle and like I get to really get, you know, the team's confidence in my in my shooting ability not just myself and like it's a whole different ball game when the team thinks that when you shoot it, it's gonna go in and the coaches is all for it like when it's when it's like that I mean it's it's just a different I mean it's a different feeling it's night and day com- compared to how I, I came up into coming into the league to like you know wasn't natural to me like ability to run and jump like that stuff's you know a given but like now I get to work at a craft and like learn the game of basketball on a different level. And it's, it's just, you know, made me fall in love with the work of the game and like, you know, just doing different skills as a big man like that, you know, it's not, it's rare. So um, it made me even like love it even more of just being in the gym. And so this last like three, four months um, has just been like a total, just like, okay, this is, this is it. This is how you get good. This is how you get um, to a next level in the league. And, and you know, it's like an unconscious, like like me realizing that consciously as I'm doing it, it's just like cool to see. Especially, you know, we're recording it all, like, but back the next, or that night and you're watching your workout and you're like, damn, I'm actually really like getting better. <laughs> like I watched a video from two months ago and I'm like, holy shit, like I'm handling the ball now. Like it's really, it's really bouncing. It's really moving. Like, and my shot is, you know, it's, I'm not thinking about it anymore. And that's, 
that's that's how you know you're you're really on to something when you're just doing it unconscious. A Cowboys Super Bowl, a Rangers pennant, a Stars Stanley Cup, a Mavs championship, or more recently, a Luka Doncic playoff buzzer beater. How many fans have a t-shirt that captures these amazing Dallas sports moments but refuse to wear it regularly due to having an overworked design and fabric that feels more like sandpaper? Red Peg Tees focuses on clever artwork and only prints on polycotton blends to give you that vintage t-shirt feel right out of the package. They are the number one sports t-shirt company representing our Dallas teams. So if you want an awesome t-shirt you'll actually wear often, visit redpegtees.com and use promo code REDPEG20 to get 20% off your purchase. Again, that's promo code REDPEG20 to get 20% off your purchase. Red Peg Tees, providing t-shirts for Texans by Texans. Oh man, that would that would be really cool if you could add that to your game consistently and in a you know and add that dynamic to the offense because it, you know when a big man can do that kind of thing it always really you know makes things difficult on opposing defenses and all that stuff. So um so we all love your skill set before you can do that. You know, the, the, the running, the jumping, the rebounding, the, the, the defensive grit. And, you know, that's what kind of uh, helped you. That's what gave you your coming into the league was, you know, your abilities in, that, in those areas. Was there any player that you modeled your game after growing up uh, that you tried to take things from, tried to emulate, emulate it all that, um, you know, you looked up to or, or anything like that? Nah, nah. The guys that I like trying to 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 craft my my game after like when I'm working on my game game, like it's a different dynamic. Like, you know, what I what I think I am and what I know I am is different than what I'm I'm having to play. Like I'm playing the center role, but I've never been a center in my in my mental or my body style. So like it's 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 a different like I feel like I'm just I'm working out of Rome instead of playing the game of basketball. And it's, it's a difficult task because, you know, some of the stuff that I do naturally, it, it, it counters what as a big man you're supposed to do. So like, I'm really having to recraft my game around what the center role's changing into. And I want to change with that and not be one of those guys. And that's the only, this is the only thing we want you for. Like, no, nah, I want to be able to like play the game of basketball. I don't want to have to, go into the baseline and wait for somebody to not want to shoot it this time down the floor. Like I want to be into the mix too, where I'm coming off, handing it off, I'm picking and popping and, you know, shot faking and driving and throwing to him for a screen. Like, yo, I'm still doing the same things, but I'm being involved. And like, I feel like coming into it's like, you get that name where, Oh, well, anything, well, this is what we want you to do because we think you're really good at it. But it's like, you didn't even see, or you don't even care to know the things that I do naturally that I'm really good at too. And it's like, there's gotta be a perfect mix between that. And that's how you get like a beast of a player. So when you can mix all of that together, like, I don't know, I think a lot of people feel like, cause I'm working only on this that I only want to do that. Like I only want to shoot threes and I only want, no, nah, like I still want to block shots and rebound and, and run rim to rim and dunk it and do all the other things. I just want to add all this so that all that comes together instead of like, Oh, well we know, we know when we come into the game, the scouting report saying Willie Carlinstein is not going to shoot it. So, yeah, it's going to be an easy game to, to guard, but we're doing because he's going to be seven feet off of me. And it's like going into that game, everybody's like, why don't you shoot it? 
It's like, well, because I was told not to shoot it. Right. I was told to go hand it off over here. I was told to, to go over here and sit in the corner and wait. And it's like, so the game is, is, is different in the sense of like, damn, I, I don't even feel like I could just go out there and hoop. It's like, I got to go out there and make sure that I'm doing these little things so I can get time to, to, to get to hoop. And that's where I've been at this season. And it's, it's been like a, a humbling experience, you know what I'm saying? So it's like helped me grow up as a veteran and as a, as a player in the league. And it's, it's, been a, it's been a great time, honestly. Well, I mean, your, your shot, I mean, it, in my opinion, you've always seemed to have a, a good-looking shot. And uh, like you said, there's a lot of guys that they get slapped with the center label and, uh, you know, they just – they don't get to shoot, even if they do have the ability, you know, there's just not that trust factor there. But like I said, I mean, you've been putting in the work, you've made it apparent on your, uh, all of your social media stuff that, you know, that's one of the things you've been working on and hopefully, you know, going forward, uh, you'll get the opportunity to showcase, you know, your full skill set, uh, so you can help to the best of your abilities. But, um, but, Willie, look, we've appreciated you coming on here. I'm going to hit you with three quick questions from our listeners because uh, we told them you were coming on and they were super excited about it. And we, we siphed through all the, uh, the questions and picked the, the best three. So here's the first one, and it's what everybody's wanting to know. And you may not can even answer it fully, but obviously you have a player option coming up. And, you know, even if you don't, take that player option, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that your time in Dallas is over, you know, so there could still, you know, be something worked out there. I know the player option deadlines are coming up here pretty soon. Have you had a chance to think about any of that? Uh, do you have a way you're leaning on it? I mean, what, what's your thoughts there? Uh, <clears throat> I haven't really got a chance to even discuss it with my agents just because the unknown of, when the season's going to start and even when free agency even is. And like, so there's all these things that's happening that nobody knows when they're happening. And it's just like, so I feel like free agency is like on a standby anyway. So like everything that's going along with it is, is too. So like, you know, there's really no information that we've gotten that, yeah. you know, would make me want to not leave here. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I if it helps you, I, I bought a house here in Dallas. If that helps Oh, there we go. That's good. Yeah, if that helps you, I, I, I bought a house here in Dallas, so I'm here. I'm chilling. I'm in the D. It's always gravy right now. It's Gucci. So as far as right now, we're here in Dallas, and we're, you know, we're still working. We're gonna be going to, back to the facility this next week to start working out and everything like that. So we're here, man. We're here for now. Well, that's good to know. And I, I mean, not to not to speak on behalf of the Mavs themselves, but I do get the feeling that you know. They want you back for, for next year, too. So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that question was from our, our, our listener, Caden. Now this next one is from our guy, Michael. He says, how is playing for the Mavs any different from, you know, some of your previous stops or more recently, you know, your, your stop with the, the Golden State Warriors? Um, well, it's California and Texas. So, that's, that's the biggest difference for me is, like, just the living. You know what I'm saying? At, at a professional level, both of these teams are super high-class professional way they're ran from top to bottom. So, like, you know, it was a, it was an easy fit to go from one to the other um, as far as, like, team standards and, like, you know, the way they 
carry themselves out and off the court is, you know, at a high level, championship level. And, um, so, I mean, I'd say the difference is just the living in the Bay to living in, like, Texas being big and everything's bigger in Texas to, like, you know, in the Bay, everything's scrunched together and piled on top of each other. But Let me ask you this real quick. So, let, let's go back even a step further. Let's go to uh, your time in Sacramento. Now, obviously, I mean uh, – it's two completely different franchises, different locations and everything. And the Kings, they're now under new management and all that. But, uh, could, I mean, could you tell – can you tell a difference between, like, the front offices of those two teams, the Mavs and the Kings? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they know what direction they want to go into. To where, like, when I was with the Kings, it was all, like, up and down, like, I don't know what, you know, the direction of to get to the playoffs, that's about the only consistency of, like, the direction of what we're going to go to. But, like, you know, in the four years I was there, I ended up – me and Costa Kufas ended up being the last two players that was on the team, you know, prior to four years before that. So it's like, as far as direction of where they want to go, it was just – I don't, you know, I don't know. But as from here, like, being – went to going to Golden State and coming here is like, okay, they know. Shoot, to me, it just felt like, you know, they didn't really, you know, know what they wanted as far as every, every you know, the last two spots know what they want. Okay, all right, last one. This is from our guy Reginald. He says, uh, do you believe that this Mavs team needs an enforcer, so to speak, like to protect guys like, uh, like Luka and KP, kind of like what we saw from Luka in the playoffs when he had those uh, – run-ins with Marcus Morris. Do you think the Mavs need that type of enforcer? Do you consider that's, – That's how we're going to lose them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll carry it over. So, basically, so uh, one of the things you're wondering, obviously, Luca had a lot of problems. Uh, not, not not problems, but, you know, he had all those conflicts with Marcus Morris during the series, and there's been a lot of talk that the Mavs need an enforcer. Do you think they need that role, and do you think you fit that role? I mean, I think that uh, I was in that role going into that. Like, you know, they, I think they brought me in there as a, as a backup big that can come off the bench and handle business and, um, you know, be a goonie. Did they need – I mean, I feel like everybody has that. It's just do you want to do that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, shit, if that's what I'm here for, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm with the shit. So I'll do that. Like, and I think that's why – you know, that's why I could have been in that role. Like, I definitely would have been in the mix if I was out there. But, shit, I mean, as far as what they – I don't – you know, they don't necessarily need it. I think they got goons. It's just, you know, did they did they come out? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I was – I was hey, I was behind the TV wondering the same thing y'all are wondering, so. And I got you. I mean, it, it's a tough it, – it's a tough thing because it, in the playoffs, it, it, it feels like it's a whole different game and things can get a little chippier, so – um, you know, next season when they're in the playoffs, you'll be right there with them, and you know you'll be able to you'll be able to back Luke up on those you know situations. Yeah, and I definitely think it's a situation where we're trying to really, really win a game, and our best players can't be getting thrown out on some some boat some BS. Um, and that's what all that tactics was for, anyways, was to frustrate them to get them out of their game. So, you know, somebody else being there to 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 play with the antics, you know, would help it out. <laughs> Look, Willie, like I said, we really appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. And, uh, I mean, it, it's been great. 
We wish you nothing but the best going forward. And, you know, hopefully we'll see some big things, you know, with you and, and Luca and KP, the rest of the guys going into the next season. But we really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Will. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of. Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the bands of copper and pile. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.